Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hello, and thank you so much for tuning in to this week's Food for Thought, a podcast on a mission to equip you with all the evidence-based advice that you need to live and breathe a healthy lifestyle. I'm Rhiannon Lambert, a registered nutritionist, best-selling author of Renourish, A Simple Way to Eat Well, and founder of Retrition, London's leading private nutrition clinic. In each episode, I'll be joined by special guests, all of whom can be considered authoritative voices in health, so that together we can learn fact from fiction and empower the healthiest and happiest versions of ourselves with trusted expert advice. Something so many of us are after is confidence. While some seem to be born with it or fake it until they make it, it just doesn't come easy to so many people. And something that's also becoming increasingly prevalent is a lack of self-assurance with this insecurity. But we can change this by realizing your true worth and finding faith in yourself. This week's Food for Thought sees body confidence influencer Alex Light and I explore how to overcome insecurities and how to build real self-assurance. Hello, Alex. Hi. Thanks so much for having me. Absolute pleasure. I've been such a fan of everything that you stand for and that you're putting out at the moment in the complicating realm of social media, I guess. And I think the way to kickstart the conversation today would be to really ask, is there a secret that you've got to feeling good about yourself? Um, I wish. <laughs> I wish there was one secret and I wish there was I had a like a, a magic wand and it would uh it would help everyone feel better about themselves. But the the real true answer, um sorry, it's probably not the answer you wanted, but the real real answer is work, hard work and a lot of deconditioning because you know, as I'm sure you know, we are kind of um, brought up in a world that, that teaches us not to like ourselves. So there really is no magic secret or answer, I'm afraid. It's just a hell of a lot of work and challenging negative thoughts and, yeah, just sort of in internal hard work. <laughs> but that that's what we need to hear, though, I think. Sometimes we just need honesty, that it it's not some magical thing like in a Disney movie that you wake up in the morning and you just feel you feel amazing because sometimes yeah there is the contradictory thought though that we can spend so much time thinking about others that we do lose track when we have to think about ourselves don't we absolutely yeah I think we're so um 
more often than not we're so focused on other people that we totally lose our ourselves and and what you know working on ourselves and really that is that is truly the best best thing that you can do for yourself especially when it comes to you know in in this sphere as well with body confidence and you know feeling better about how you look it's so uh, you know a bad body image is so debilitating and detrimental to your life and it can hinder you in so 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 many ways um and I think there isn't enough focus on trying to sort of heal that relationship with yourself and and how you look exactly Um, that's my thought at at least you know (laughs) No, it, it makes a lot of sense because if if we're not happy in our own skin, which I reckon, um, I mean, I've done some stats on this before and I can't quite remember the figure, but it was extremely high. I mean, the percentage of men and women that are not happy um, in how they feel about themselves, how they look in themselves, that can have such a huge impact, like you said, on the rest of your life. So what are some realistic yeah. things that we can we could discuss maybe each week to concentrate on, to kind of give ourselves a bit of thought and time? I think, do you know what, and this is the number one thing that I recommend to everyone, and it's quite sad because it's an indictment of our times, but social media. So we spend so much time on it, that's just inevitable, and the stuff that we consume on there, we internalise, and that's just how it works. So I think that like something so, so, so important that you can do is to curate your social media feed and really make it as positive a space as it can be because, you know, the way that those negative messages can seep in the positive ones will and it will start to shape how you see yourself and how you see others and start to challenge those long-held beliefs um you know that we just find it so hard to shake and that we often don't even know are there so that is my like number one tip I I tell everyone is take some time out to unfollow anyone that makes you feel bad and really focus on cultivating a, a really positive environment and you know more specifically when it comes to body confidence is to you know seek out people that look like you and people of all different kinds of shapes and sizes and races and genders and try and just make your you know make your space as diverse as possible um because that's gonna lead to you appreciating the beauty and body diversity rather than thinking it's something that needs to be fixed yeah, exactly. I mean, if you looked at the hours that you probably spend um, on your phone absorbing other people's um, views and opinions and not even thinking about yourself, it is so easy to go into that vortex and get completely sucked in and stuck. It it can also be easy to think that everyone's judging you, aren't they? Like, I think professionally and personally, because a lot of the times it, it's their own perceptions. It's not really reality, is it? Totally. And and to be honest with you, I'm not the best person to advise on this because I am really bad for this as well, you know, feeling super self-conscious and mm, and sort of second guessing myself and doubting myself. And yeah, you know, like you said, as well, I think it's because we've got platforms and we get such um, immediate feedback mm. <laughs> and also constant <laughs> yes. feedback. Right. So so in that sense, it's I think it's a little bit heightened um, for us. But I think and this is what I say to people again sorry to to bring it back to body confidence but you know a lot of women say I don't want to go to I don't want to go to the beach and take off my 
you know, sarong because everyone will be looking at me. And I say, and this applies to then all aspects of life. I say, people are too wrapped up in themselves. Trust me. They're too <laughs> focused on themselves to be really thinking about you. And if they do, that's on them. And, you know, what their opinion of you is not real. <laughs> it doesn't make it true. It's their opinion of you. And that's that you can dismiss that very easily because what really matters is what you think of you. I love that. And you're so right. It's, it can, it can consume and ruin an entire, let's say it was a day out to the beach. I like the example you used actually, because I think that can apply to lots of things in life as well, aside from body confidence too. In the fact that does it actually matter what somebody you don't know says about you? And this is easier said than done. I'm not pretending that I don't get upset as well, because I do, I think we're all sensitive and we wouldn't be human if, if we, um, reacted positively to every negative comment that was thrown your way but it's hard to transform these situations perhaps do you think it's just more open conversations like the one we're having now that are needed definitely 100% because I'm and I think the minute that you hear that you can't unhear it and Mm. it applies to everything then and you realize gosh it's so true because you know and let's be honest, like I'm really too wrapped up in myself to be looking at other people and judging them and gossiping about them. You know, I'm focused on what I've got to do in my life and getting through the day and doing everything I need to do. There's a lot going on. And I think that, yes, there are people that like to gossip. And but and this then goes, there's a, another example I'd like to give you is um, I've you know recovered from an eating disorder and that mm. involved me putting on a lot of weight and I was obsessed with the idea that everyone was talking about me behind my back and discussing the amount of weight I put on and my therapist at the time said okay so all right worst case scenario people get behind your back and say gosh hasn't she put on a lot of weight and what and then what are they going to keep discussing it for another hour no it's really not that interesting is it you know (laughs) they might say it and then it's gone and then it's done and then you're old news right so I think Mm. even worst case scenario people are judging you and and talking about you but it's not personal in the sense that they will do it to anyone and you know you will be yesterday's news you know tomorrow so I think that's really important to remember as well that it can all feel so personal and so very real but um in reality it's just it's you know it's it's taking a step back and looking at the bigger picture and realizing that there's much more going on and you can't let that derail you in any way um so yeah I think open conversations for sure um and honesty and just talking about it definitely and opening up to someone I I feel like we can get so lost inside our own heads and I'm the Mm -hmm. biggest culprit with this I can I can spiral and that something becomes so much bigger than it is and then the moment I open up and you know speak to one of my sisters about it and just say can I just ask for your advice on something and I find almost instantly it's put into perspective you know and I see it for what it really is which is not that big a deal yeah, I love how honest you are as well about speaking about your eating disorder and the recovery and the thoughts, because so many other people would also have those thoughts. Eating disorder or not, actually, in the current climate with the pandemic and an unprecedented situation, um, and this is obviously a bit off topic, but I think relevant again, the fear yeah. of what other people judge how you cope or how you manage physically and mentally if you're exercising more or not exercising more. And then I think it leads on to a whole other issue of imposter syndrome, which I think everybody seems to get as well. It's 
it's so tough, isn't it? That what are the triggers yeah. you think that seem to arise, and how does this come about? Totally, I think I think again, social media is a huge culprit when it comes mm. to this because we are bombarded daily, you know, with the people we follow with their, and and this has kind of become a a bit of a cliche saying, but it's, I don't want you to dismiss it because it's cliche, because it's so true, is that social media is really, really a highlight reel, and people are showing their best side and their, you know, their achievements rather than Mm. their failures, and their, you know, it's all about the positivity rather than the negativity, and there is so much that goes on behind the scenes and you just don't see that and you know I'm sort of guilty of this as well not understanding that you know what you see isn't necessarily real um and yeah sorry to make it about me again (laughs) but it's like the the case for when I was you know just I think this is just a really good example when I was going through my eating disorder and you know on Instagram I had a bit of a following at that point and on Instagram it was it was showing um my relationship us all loved up and my outfits and my beauty and I was always smiling and and showing you know I've just been featured in this magazine or that or you know and actually behind the scenes I was a total mess I, I felt worse than I ever than you know it was my rock bottom basically it was my rock bottom um but no one had a clue and I did not let on in the slightest so you just have to take everything you see with a pinch of salt and not let these things make you feel bad about yourself because you know people you know life and everyone's reality is this like it's a very messy imperfect existence and we cannot then you know package that up into these neat little curated filtered and edited squares and expect that to be representative of what's going on in our actual life so I just want everyone anyone listening to really understand that and really let that sink in um and maybe keep it in mind the next time you see something that makes you feel bad um just know that there's you know there's always something going on Oh, a hundred percent. You never know someone's story and you can't judge a book by its cover. I think, I mean, judging a book by its cover is a very old saying, and I think we've heard it for years and years and years, but it's true because everyone's got a journey at the moment. And you're right. I think if we use the platform Instagram over all the social media sites as the perfect example, a story is 15 seconds long. Now, there's a lot of other things that go on in someone's day, aside from that 15 second clip that has been, you know, chosen to to be shown or been at the forefront of that person's um, highlight reel that day and you just have to take a step back and remember that sometimes but if we do talk about imposter syndrome I do think it's important just to acknowledge once you become aware that you feel a certain way you can then put mechanisms in to deal with it and know that those feelings are fleeting they don't last forever because in life, we're not going to get things right, are we? And that's not a bad yeah. thing, is it? <laughs> no, no, no. Gosh, no, definitely not. Like, for sh- for sure. Like, mistakes are where we learn, really. And and what you were saying as well, I think, I think this applies to absolutely anything that's a problem, um, or at least something that is um, that impacts you negatively. I think with any anything like that, it's so important to acknowledge that is genuinely the first step because once you acknowledge, then you are able to pick up when, you know, there are certain triggers or, or mm. you know, pick up on how you're feeling. So acknowledging it is is 
so important and then you can work on things in there and put mechanisms in place and exactly um, yeah I do also think if we're talking about um, making mistakes, it's actually good to feel uncomfortable, but it depends what support network you also have around you. So I think um, women in particular tend to go through more friendship circles than guys um, from from what I've seen anyway in my in my line of work and also in my life anecdotally. And I think that's for a reason, because at different points in your life, you, you require different types of support. But ultimately, you do need to surround yourself, if you can, with people that are going to just take you for you. And if you can say something that does make you feel uncomfortable and say, look, I've made a mistake and they still are there loving you at the end of the day, that's incredible. And I think that can also help build a bit of resilience. Would you, would you agree that you need to Absolutely. get that solid network? Absolutely. I think it's so, so, so important um, in literally every every aspect. But yeah, as, as well with making mistakes, you know, I think it's we are we, we, we hold ourselves to this impossible standard. We really do. Mm. Um, and especially women, I think, you know, I don't have specific statistics on that, but I'm pretty sure that we, you know, hold ourselves to a higher standard. And like, we shouldn't be expected to know everything. We can't know everything. We're not born understanding, you know, how everyone in the world feels. But I think the really important thing is learning, learn, being open to learn, um, not using, you know, sort of, uh, you know, upbringing as an excuse, not using anything as an excuse, but learning graciously and learning from other people and just opening your mind up to as many other people's experiences as you can. Um, because I think as well, it's it's just human nature. Like we, we believe what we see, mm. sort of it has to, it has to be there for us to believe it. And that's just not the case. And I think it's just so important that we really, um, open our minds and hearts up as much as possible to 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 yeah other people's experiences and and really like developing that empathy for as many people as we can because that's going to really you know hold us in in good stead when it comes to sort of you know making things better for the people who are more marginalized in this world oh a hundred percent and I think something that's really apparent when you talk about things on your social media I mean, the phrases that you use, one of them I'm just going to pick out now, you didn't get this far in somebody else's body. I mean, that's so yes. true. You have to really, that that really struck a chord with me. I just thought we have to be a bit thankful sometimes and take a step back and think, wow, look, look what we've been given. And if somebody is not going to be there to support you, it's just not, it's not worth it. I'm sure that you found on your journey navigating this crazy world of social media that you've probably had quite a few um people that maybe have changed in your life or different faces come in yeah I, I think as well it's uh gosh it's hard on on social media I kind of threw myself into it with oh eating disorder recovery and I'm gonna show you know um I'm gonna show my body and make women feel better about themselves without any kind of understanding of um, the roots or the history of self-acceptance and 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 body positivity and body confidence and realizing that you know that all starts with focusing on the the kind of more you know the the people who are more marginalized and you know pushed to the margins of society and that was a huge learning curve for me and I just got so much criticism from it but um but yeah all all this stuff is is 
so important to live and learn and it can be hard like you know I call it learning in in public I don't know if you feel like this too Mm. but um there is so much that we have to like learn as we go along um and that's quite difficult especially I am super I don't know if you're the same but I am super sensitive person um I have been fast-tracked to a to a thick skin (laughs) with with what we do on here for sure yeah I mean uh, yes, I guess uh, one of the main struggles that perhaps I found, which I wasn't even sure I was going to be sharing on this podcast, but we're going to go there, so I'm going to bring it up. Okay, um, yeah. I guess it's um, the fine line for me with being a health professional and showing little uh, snippets of your life, but also knowing right. that it can be interpreted in so many different ways. Um, something that perhaps right. I may think would be helpful for so many will always, always upset a few. And that's something I've had to learn the hard way that no matter what you try and do, there will always be something or somebody that doesn't quite agree with it. And that's OK. And I've had to kind of weigh it up with, well, it helps more than it doesn't help. So that's how I'm going to go with it. And that's how I'm going yeah. to approach my life. Um, I think that's really important. And I was going to just pull out a quote that um, someone mm. sent me the other day that I thought was so perfect is that, if you're speaking to everyone, you're probably connecting with no one. Mm. And I think that's so perfect, exactly what you're saying. You cannot, you cannot please everyone. You're never going to speak to anyone, uh, to, to everyone. But if you don't try at least to speak to someone, you're not going to get anywhere. Exactly. Because that's what this is about. It's a conversation and we have to share things. And we are our own worst critics. You said you feel sensitive. I'm sure lots of listeners feel sensitive. I feel immensely sensitive I, I've been in tears over things that have happened to me online lost sleep been through heaps of anxiety but we are yeah. our own worst critics and it's so important that we we just realize that these are these anxieties are due to these external factors and we need to really really focus on clinging on to those things that are your kind of home and security I think are because you just can't conform to all these societal norms. It's impossible, isn't it? The language that's used out there can have a huge impact on mental health. Totally. And you you, you cannot conform to every societal norm. It's it's literally impossible, especially as women. Again, we're, mm. we are kind of held to a higher standard and, and more is expected of us socially. Um, and, you know, a prime example is... is you know, with how we look, it's so it's scarily narrow, the the societal standard of beauty, scarily mm. narrow, you know, mm. it probably fits. I think there was, oh, I'm going to absolutely butcher this now because I can't remember, <laughs> I can't remember what study it was, but um, I think it was, it was 1% of the population actually fits how society wants us to look, wow. which is crazy, right? So it's like, we yeah. are absolutely set up for failure. Um yeah. And, you know, there's this huge, huge billion dollar business out of, um, you know, you know, trying to make us look a certain way when it's it's just crazy. And, you know, I can I can kind of get, you know, it kind of makes me a bit angry, like thinking about Mm. it and thinking all that we're, you know, that we're just set up for this failure and basically destined to try our entire lives. And, you know, this is very much leading into like dieting as well. Mm. Um, which which is absolutely destined to fail always does um and yeah we're just it's like kind of taught to spend our lives in this eternal pursuit of something that we're never ever going to get and all of that leads us so far away from actually focusing on ourselves and cultivating and you know 
nurturing who we really are and becoming the best possible and I'm sorry it's such a cringe phrase but because it's it's real like becoming the best possible mm. versions of ourselves and mm. be, building a meaningful life which always exists outside of how we look no I think that's really beautiful and I, I think you're right we're, we're set up um Every society is also different, which we should throw in that in certain cultures, different societal norms of what success and beauty look like are different, you know, different shades of color, different shapes, different sizes. And it is impossible that everybody is going to fit into that one. And and you're right, that perhaps is a big, big part of the problem, a big piece of the puzzle that needs fixing. And what, what about, you know, people that are have different religions or the LGBT community or you know, yeah. race, younger individuals, we, we discussed gender a little bit, but there are different demographics, aren't there, that are more susceptible to confidence and insecurity, and perhaps it's because of this. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Definitely. And you'll find that the, the, you know, the demographics who are more susceptible to confidence and insecurity um, are the ones who are, you know, who live on the margins of society, who are the more marginalised groups, because they are so far from societal norms um, that this sort of sparks and prompts this, this lack of security in themselves and makes them question themselves. And it's really sad. It's really yeah. sad. Yeah, no, exactly, which is why it's important we have these conversations. And equally acknowledging, and this is a phrase as well that has been thrown about, but I think without the right understanding, acknowledging the privilege that um, I know I have myself in society as well. Totally. That how fortunate we, everybody is in the UK to be educated. Um, well, hopefully yeah. not everybody, I should have said, but a lot of people. Sometimes we do need to take a step back and we, we do need to look and maybe even just acknowledging our growth can help with our confidence just thinking wow you know I've changed so much and I'm seeing things in a new light that's pretty cool as well that's a positive spin on even acknowledging the conversation 
it's huge it's huge and you're right there has been so much talk of of you know privilege especially dur during this year but it's so so important to recognize and i have conversations every day with women <clears throat> in my dms who you know are you know I talk a lot about thin privilege, which mm. is a very, very real thing. But I think privilege is something that's so difficult for and so uncomfortable for us to accept, you know. Um, but you're right. It's it's so important to acknowledge that because that's at that point we are, you know, opening ourselves up to helping the people who are oppressed. Yes. Um, so, yeah. And I, I think there's absolutely confidence can be found in acknowledging your progress. And, and I think that is the case in all aspects of life as well. You know, I always say when I'm having like a, um, a, a bad body image day, I remind myself of my progress and that's my instant pick me up and instantly makes me feel kind of proud of myself and will change my mindset because mm. you know looking back at just how far I've come um and and you know the achievement I've made in that sense is is huge in in switching the narrative in your head from of negative to positive I mean the, the narrative is everything we talk about relationships with food in the nutrition clinic and it's something I've spent years doing with with, with all genders and types of people from different areas in the world and it's something yeah. everybody has a relationship with food and I think once you're capable of openly talking about it and acknowledging that again that is that is the journey that is the mindset and that can help with the recovery totally. with it so I don't think blocking sure. out all the bad stuff is useful I think sometimes we need to just learn to live alongside it we actually did a very interesting podcast episode that came out the week we're recording this one um yeah and we discussed the fact that it, as children we're not actually acknowledged not acknowledged what's the right word we're not taught that being sad is okay mm. whenever you're sad it's like oh how can we make you happy again yes. how can we do you know what I mean how can we quickly fix you know whatever's wrong with you in that moment whereas actually maybe we should be nurturing the fact that we have a spectrum of emotions and it's okay sometimes to feel a bit sad Oh, and I think the most important thing when you're feeling sad is to lean into it. Mm. I think that's so important because leaning in can, into it can often uncover the root of the problem as well, which yes. then, as we discussed before, you know, acknowledging it, it means that you can begin to work on it. Um, but it's so, so, so important to lean into those feelings and let yourself feel them. Um, I think that's huge. And you're right, it's something that we're absolutely not taught, especially, you know, there's cultural differences as well. You know, we're British and stiff mm. up a lip and mm. sort of keep it keep <laughs> it in and get over it. You know, put a brave face on and you'll be fine. And and that is not conducive to any kind of, you know, positive change or, yeah. you know, yeah. I think what lacks is kindness. I really think if as a society we were we were kinder to one another, even if you don't like something, you don't yeah. have to say it. If you've got nothing nice to say, sometimes oh my gosh, don't say yes. it or say it in a, in a more polite, constructive way. There is definitely a way of communicating. Yeah. And perhaps this is what's knocked a lot of people's confidence when they're younger, that somebody could have said something in a not so kind manner. And that's then created a phobia. I mean, I'm not a psychologist, I'm a nutritionist, but I know from a food context yeah. that often it's comments about the way you eat or what you do with food or how you see it that are made when you're younger or throughout your journey that impact how you feel about it now totally oh my gosh yes and I can imagine this is the case I, I would I would say that most women will be able to um relate to that on some level I'm sure yeah. because you know especially 
growing up in the era we did when diet culture was Mm. so prevalent and so sort of overt as well it was not covert in any way um for sure I think we've all sort of you know had comments made about how we look or how we eat um the kind of food we eat you know our our weight for sure Mm -hmm. sure I mean it's almost like agreement I'm so glad that these conversations like we're having now are happening because things were very much black and white then it was this is good this is bad like you said about size and I do I wonder um I mean I acknowledge the fact I have thin privilege that's my body shape that's the shape I live in and the body I walk in every day and I wonder if my career starting very young would have got to the place it has if I hadn't been that body shape and size and I acknowledge that and I actually think a lot needs to change we need to really look past appearances and we should define what success is Alex because that looks different to everyone too what is success totally um I think for me success is is building a life um and building a system around you that feels meaningful and fulfilling that for me is success um you know because I think success is often equated to something professional um but you know and it and it is of course you have professional success but also personal success and I truly believe it's it's working on yourself and you know on the relationships around you and just cultivating a life that feels meaningful and fulfilling that's what it it means for me what does it mean for you yeah do you know I've not many people ask me questions on this podcast I like that um (laughs) (laughs) I love that you threw it back no it's great (laughs) I think um I guess for me success is is being happy in life um if I feel success, it's that sense of achievement, but filled with happiness. Because if I'm not happy, I don't feel I've achieved anything. <laughs> it's like a, a very strange, I guess, yeah, health exactly. and happiness. It's just if I can get through the day, that it's really changed for me. I used to think, because I started my career in the music industry, Alex, I used to think that success was defined by, um, you know, making the album, getting the record right. out, getting a certain amount of sales or numbers. And I learned very, very quickly that just having your health, being happy, finding happiness is very difficult. I think acknowledging what makes you happy is a question we ask in the clinic and is a very difficult one to answer. What makes people happy? Um, yeah and I think also uh, you know our perception of happy as well is that we're kind of walking around on cl- cloud nine all the time and it's really not you know it's just a sort of uh, you know a nice level sense of contentment I Content, think and yes. yeah yes, rather than word. this like ecstatic kind of yeah this state of <laughs> ecstasy that we we kind of perceive it to be exactly and that does lead me nicely onto questions from our listeners today Alex and I think um it would be lovely to have your perspective on a lot of these I've picked out a few um Kylie has said that a previous relationship has left me feeling really self-conscious and insecure about dating how can I avoid this happening again oh gosh I it always makes me so upset to hear things like Mm. this because you know it's things like this are so unavoidable and I'm just really sorry that that ever happened to her but I think it's so important to realize that whatever that that partner did that made you feel bad that's on them and it's not it's not on you um and I think that's so important it's something that's that's so difficult to actually let that sink in and feel real but I promise you it's true and and you can't let it you know shape how you go from here 
you know yeah. you have to let yourself be open and and you know open your heart to like new experiences and just try your hardest to remember that, that it's on them and not you Joe, it's very, very tough, um, these sorts of questions, and something I never really talk about, actually, which I feel this is the type of episode I might as well bring it up. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> in the past, a very, very long time ago, I was not, I was in a, a pretty dangerous type of relationship, but I've managed to move right. on from that and meet my husband, so there is light at the end of the tunnel. Um, For sure. And I'm sure yeah. lots more people, if they were brave enough, would definitely speak about that too, Kylie, so... There is light. There's always light. Um, Laura has said, I'm a bit of a perfectionist, but could this be harming me in a way? Totally. Oh, my God. Do you know what? I, oh, I've always called myself, and I'm sort of evaluating whether this is right, but I've always <laughs> called, called myself a lazy perfectionist. Um, as in, I am. I strive for extreme perfection, and I feel like that actually prevents me from doing things it sort of paralyzes me my fear of not doing something properly stops me from doing things at all and actually oh and it's another quote that I'm going to butcher um <laughs> but it's you know it's better to do something imperfectly than oh gosh it's... oh no, I love it like you're imperfectly perfect something yeah like right exactly and it's best to just absolutely give things a go and allow them to be imperfect and also to to grow from there because those things are how we we work out what's best to do next and where to go from there and it's how we make progress so I think it's so important to to work on perfectionism because it can be absolutely paralyzing and leave so much self-doubt that you don't actually end up sort of you know pro progressing to where you want to so yeah, are, are you a perfectionist as well? Me, yeah. Um, yeah. I definitely, definitely used to be. Um, but in the last, I'd say two to three years, I have got a lot better. I think, to be honest, running my business made me realize I couldn't be a perfectionist, if I'm being honest. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. It's impossible. <laughs> it, just, it, it literally was impossible. And now having a baby, I have to say that that is right out the window right now. There is zero, um, zero ounce of perfectionism left <laughs> left within me my typos are horrendous on my social media Every, everything is not like it used to be but I'm just embracing that right now <laughs> good good yeah perfect um, so Alex, perfectly imperfect have, exactly perfectly imperfect should be the quote of this episode today um we do have our <laughs> fact or fiction round Alex are you ready for this I am yes Okay, here we go. If you could kindly answer fact or fiction to the following questions. You either have confidence or you don't. Oh, uh, fiction. <laughs> if you have low confidence, you'll make a bad first impression. No, fiction. Confidence starts within. I feel like all of these like I want to answer properly, but this is quick fire, isn't it? So <laughs> no, no, you can expand a bit if you want. I don't mind. <laughs> go on. <laughs> um, I think you know because I think I don't want anyone with low confidence to feel that's even that's going to push their confidence even further down. So I think yeah. there's also um, you know there's uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, we we also I think there's there's beauty of being vulnerable as well, right? Yeah. And yeah. so yeah, that's something absolutely not to worry about. And please don't let, yeah I don't want anyone to to I kind of let that. that push their confidence. There's down. beauty in being oh so many beautiful beautiful quotes today. Um, <laughs> Here we go. There's no such thing as constructive criticism. Uh, fiction. 
taking risks is a great way to learn. Fact. Yeah, even though it feels extremely hard. Yes, fact. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. Comparison <laughs> is the thief of joy. Fact. Fact, fact, fact. 100%. <laughs> yeah, that one's out there <laughs> the loud worst. and clear. Insecurity yeah. is rising amongst individuals. Fact. The news is the worst trigger for insecurity. Uh, fiction. Social media. Yeah, yes. Yeah. You shouldn't be afraid of failure. A fact. Yeah. Loved ones make the biggest difference to your mindset. A fact. That was a great fact or fiction, Alex. Well done. Oh, okay, good, good. <laughs> you made it through the 10 questions. Um, it's, it's always hard. Um, this one is actually quite refreshing because we can add so many nuances in between it on this topic because this topic is full of nuance. Um, it's much harder for it me is. on our fact or fictions when I'm doing our science-based episodes where it's very, you know, to the book. So this is... Um, right. A yeah. lovely discussion to have today and that, that does nearly wrap up the episode today and we always finish Alex with our food for thought and I'll kick off today uh, by saying I guess I touched on it earlier that when I was a singer um, I really witnessed the awful um, pressure and I experienced it of fitting into a certain mold and an aesthetic and I think the language back then um, I mean we're talking well over 10 years ago now was was, was very different and it was very yeah. harmful to our physical and emotional, uh, well, to be honest, our mental health all over. Um, and I guess that goes for all sectors. The language used was extremely different. And I think today we have a chance now. We have a real chance and we have a chance to influence how we feel and act and to spread a different type of message, to embrace different areas that we didn't have access to before. So... Um, I guess if you can find that inner happiness somewhere, whatever happiness looks like to you as well, that can help overcome anxiety. Alex, if you could leave our that. listeners. Oh, thank you. Thank That's you. That's lovely. <laughs> Today, I hope it's going to be very uplifting for everyone. If you could uplift everybody and leave a food for thought, what would that be? I struggled with this because I had like 15 yeah. things that I wanted to end I'm sure, <laughs> I was I'm like, sure. I've got to narrow it down yeah. um, to what I think is the most powerful one um I think we don't realize how negative um the the internal narrative is and what we say to ourselves I think it goes without us realizing like how like the things that we say to ourselves so I think I think it's so important to stop yourself and try and acknowledge any thoughts that are negative towards yourself and really ask yourself, would I say this to someone that I loved? You know, my maybe like my mom or my sister or my friend. And if the answer is no, then you don't deserve it either. And I think self-compassion is so important. It's so, so, so important. And, you know, we talk a lot about compassion towards other pe people um, and then that's often left out for ourselves. So I think it's really vital mm. and something that I would love to leave everyone with is just to try and sort of you know raise that level of compassion that you currently have for yourself because that is the key oh I feel like it's been such a nice conversation today Alex oh it's, good it's been so refreshing and it's really lovely to discuss this with someone like yourself that's had such a journey that they're very open and honest about and that you share online and if anybody wants to go and find out more about you Alex where where are they going to head yeah so I'm on Instagram at alexlight underscore LDN which stands for London um and yeah I've got a podcast as well called the light show 
So yeah. perfect. And and the name is very appropriate. We love it. <laughs> <laughs> Alex, thank you so much for coming on Food for Thought today. Thank you so, so much for having me. Thank you. If you enjoyed this episode, you'll absolutely love what's coming next week. So make sure that you click subscribe to be the first to hear it. And if you have the time to, we'd really appreciate it if you could leave a review so that we can reach higher highs in the charts. And hopefully that will help us reach more and more people. For more information about my nutrition clinic, the books, healthy recipes, and so much more, please do visit retrition.com. And you can follow me on social media at retrition on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 